This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Welcome to Headscarves and Good Yarns with me, Amal Abdullahi. The show is all about talking about race, diversity, and everything in between, all in the hopes of empowering a more empathetic Aotearoa. We talk about all these huge life things through the lens of people's lives and stories. I hope every yarn you take a wee gem from it and expands your heart and mind just a wee bit more. Kia ora, alaikum. Welcome to another episode of Headscarves and Good Yarns. I cannot believe this is the first episode of 2022. Um, the A, the break has gone by very, very quickly. Um, but B, 2021 went by very quickly as well. Um, I've got to be honest with you, it was a very strange and hard year for me personally so um I'm actually very much looking forward to a new year and hopefully new leaf and a new chapter um I hope wherever you are wherever you're tuning in into this episode you've taken the time out to reflect on the year that was and you make some intentions for this year to come I know it sounds really cheesy and you can literally do this process at any time of the year but it's just the beginning of the year kind of coincides with the only time of the year where everyone's taking it slow people don't expect you to you know always be on the go always be responsive um because everyone's taking it slow they're taking a break and you know hopefully you're all taking that the opportunity to yeah reflect on the year that was and yeah set some goals and intentions for this year because you know living with a bit of purpose and an intent is a beautiful thing I've realized the more I adult (laughs) um so yeah I've been taking the time to do that and I'm very much looking forward to this year and kind of moving on to a new chapter and ah also a disclaimer for this episode um I recently had my wisdom teeth removed, hence why I'm sounding um, slightly like I've got a slight lisp at the moment. It's just, as I'm healing, it has changed my diction, and this is the safest and most comfortable way for me to talk at the moment. Um, So hopefully by the time I record the next episode... um, the lisp is gone but who knows she might be here to say for the next couple of episodes so thank you for your patience as we work through this and yeah happy new year and thank you for tuning in um, for another year of headscarves and good yarns as always if you have any ideas if you have any guests that uh, ideas of any guests I, I should have on the show please holler at me I'm always always um, happy to engage and have corridor with you outside of outside of the show um but otherwise i'm just going to kick into it for the first episode of the year and the first thing that i just briefly want to talk about is um tonga and the underwater volcano that recently erupted and um you know tonga is going through a lot right now um And then Chloe Swarbrick posted this interesting statistic and it really gave me a lot of food for thought. So in 2010, um, when, you know, Christchurch had the big earthquake, uh, Tonga 
one of the Pacific's poorest nations had raised a massive uh, 705,000 New Zealand dollars, which is amazing. And all of this was raised in a single Saturday radiothon. So the equivalent of it is every um, Tongan person giving $8.33, like in the Tongan currency. Um, but that's a huge amount, like just a lot of, um, a lot of aroha there. And so now that Tonga is having a really rough time at the moment, I hope as a country we can kind of give that love back. But I think what I really thought about with a statistic like this is, um, how we kind of see this attitude or how we see this kind of crop up in many circumstances and contexts and um, I have anecdotal stories but can also be backed up by research as well that you know those who often have um, the least amount of resources give the most but that is not seen the higher up you go up the ladder in terms of resources that um ability not even the ability to give but the willingness to give is diminished and it's a very interesting thing to pick up on this inversely proportional relationship and I think also very and like the for the statistic very interesting when you think about the role that Pacific peoples play in Aotearoa and how they are a backbone uh, to this country and you know the way that we don't really view ourselves as a Pacific nation um, you know but for Tonga to give New Zealand to give the Christchurch earthquake appeal fund that much money in one day um, it just doesn't match up to how as a country and as a society, how we how we view Pacific peoples and the role that Pacific peoples play in this country. And then you have stats like this, which show that actually con- Pacific peoples contribute a huge amount in so many other ways. But this is just one example. Um, but so many other ways, they contribute a huge amount, um, give back to this country. And it's not these kind of stuff is not talked about a lot or noticed a lot when the way that we normally think about Pacific peoples and you know there are countless of countless examples that show that there is a lot of racism when it comes to how we view Pacific peoples in New Zealand. I mean, there was that cartoon that ODT did ages ago, but also let's not forget the Dawn Raids. Um, let's not forget the racist propaganda that was put out, um, supported by media all those years ago. And to this day, there is discriminatory policy and just even the way that we casually um talk about pacific people is just the attitudes that we have um 
you know, we don't see, we don't value the Pacific peoples the way that we should. And so when I read the statistic, I was like, wow, this is what we should be talking about more. And I hope that as a country, we can give that same aroha back to Tonga, you know, now that Tonga's uh, really having a rough time with the volcano. Um, so I hope that we can return the favor. But yeah, it just gave me lots of food for thought, that specific um, statistic. Um, but the main thing that I kind of want to talk about for this episode is I'm quite timely considering that it is the beginning of the year and people are making intentions and kind of outlying the change that they want to see. And I kind of wanted to make a quick list of things to include in your toolkit if you're looking towards um, becoming a better ally or kind of actively working on your anti-racist journey um, or working on being a better ally for our queer community, working on being uh, someone who is more tolerant and accepting and you know all of these intentions they're massive things and often really hard to know where to start what to do because you know when you normally when you set an intention you work on or you have the big bold goal and then you break it down right into little steps into things little habits that you can that then become part of your day-to-day life and before you know it you have work you have completed that big bold goal that you had to begin with um and then along the way it's a very up and down journey right but along the way you have some kind of way to not measure necessarily but to know what is and isn't working so you know when to pivot when to change right um you usually have these kind of systems in place um but when we're talking about how to be anti-racist or how to be a better ally or how to just be more accepting and open and tolerant it's like okay those things are so big like how do you know when you've made it how do you know where you currently stand how do you know like what habits you should be incorporating all these sorts of things like it can be quite overwhelming and so I just kind of made a quick list of things to to consider to know to do um as you're kind of on this journey you know to help out and to give some starting points and the and and this list nothing is in order like nothing is more important than the other it's just a list of um and whatever order doesn't dictate doesn't say anything about the relevance or the importance of it um so the first thing that i've written on this list is to be okay with shame and and guilt and all of those heavy emotions that we 
tend to avoid like it most definitely comes up those emotions and it doesn't matter how um how far along you are in your journey those emotions and feelings definitely come up like you know the other day a friend was over for dinner and then I said something um and you know quite openly in in front of everyone um said friend was like well you know you don't need to be there's no need to be racist about it and um you know they definitely did the right thing calling me out but it was just this deep sense of shame that completely flushed my body like I just and it just I kind of internally froze for a second because it's just those emotions that come up when someone you know says says that racist word there are so many emotions that come up and I felt so horrible I was like oh my goodness I am horrible person and how like how could I have ever said anything like that and then it honestly the shame got to the point of like why am I even friends with these people like they're so they're way better than I am like I just don't even deserve to be in their presence and and here I am, like I've, you know, I've had the show for a couple of years now and I'm always speaking up about, you know, how to be anti-racist, all these sorts of things. And I made that silly offhand comment and my friend has rightfully called me out and those feelings of shame most definitely came through. And, you know, in the moment I just had that, you know, internal shame come through and I felt like I just kind of paused froze for a second but I put those feelings on pause and waited until the next moment where I was um, by myself where I had the capacity to kind of unpack this feeling with myself because you know you absolutely have to realize that you will make mistakes you will make comments you will do certain things and it's not going to be a-okay but you're going to be a-okay like you should still be able to preserve your self-worth in a way where you can say look you know like I literally had to tell myself like Amal I see you you need to a like love yourself and be kind to yourself but b you just need to get over yourself like this is a lot bigger than you you need to put aside your feelings of shame you need to put them aside in a manner put them aside in a manner where you can work through them and actually do the work that needs to be done so you know and you also yeah you also just need to get over yourself like your friends are not out here thinking like oh Amal is the absolute worst now we should never ever hang out with her like you can't give room 
for your insecurities for that shame to speak louder than the work that needs to be done because you're like dishonoring a you're dishonoring yourself and b you're dishonoring your journey right like if you always get stuck at this roadblock you're never going to be able to do the work that really needs to be done like this this is not easy it really is not easy at all um and so for people to say for you know anyone out there who has made this their intention for 2022 like i absolutely think it's very like it's a big it's a big job it really is a big job and I think if you're putting your hand up to do this work then you're amazing honestly you're amazing um and I know that the other side of the coin as well will actually know it's not amazing you're just doing the bare minimum like and I I understand where that's coming from like I do I think that feeling is valid um, but I also think that if you're going out of your way to to do this work, you're doing that extra step, right? Because it's so easy to not do anything, to be honest with you. It's really easy to, to not do anything and to put the extra time and effort into these things because as I've started adulting and you know I'm 20 how old am I 27 now so you know getting closer to 30 had a bit of um time under my belt now I've realized it's really hard to find the time to do anything outside of the daily routine like for someone to have time to get some movement in to do their studies to go to mahi um to cook a like decent dinner when you get home make sure the house is clean you know uh, get that eight plus hours of sleep see your um family and your friends and you know do whatever it is that you need to do in your daily life it doesn't leave you with a huge amount of time or energy afterwards and you know as and as much as like I because I do hear this a lot um within um the BIPOC community um that you know people of the majority just need to need to do the work as much as I um hear that um and I understand that if we want any change to happen those with the privilege and those who are considered part of the majority like we need them like we need the majority it's not not the work it doesn't just rely on those who don't have the privilege and those who are marginalized to speak up and kind of fight against the grain when those who are of the grain we like we need the those with privilege to kind of to do the work as well and 
join forces together right and so if you have decided to make this your um intention regardless of you know your background regardless of whatever privilege you have if you have committed to um this journey of being an ally great like we need you and if you're making it a priority to fit it in your life amazing i do commend you for that um so i really went on a on a tangent but i i just really wanted to explain explain the background behind that because there are different opinions in this space so i just wanted to explain that um but if you are yeah taking the time out to to do this mahi just know that it's not going to be easy and those feelings they will come up and when they do um you need to yeah it's a weird like double-edged sword of being kind to yourself and um loving yourself um but also just you need to get over yourself as well like I that's what I really had to tell myself that when I did finally find the time to um unload those unpack those feelings of shame yeah I really had to just be really kind to myself but really straight up with myself because the work that needs to be done is much bigger than you as an individual but also at the same time you need to have enough tough love I suppose you have to have enough love to still be able to look at yourself and to not completely shit on yourself because that's really unhealthy right it's like with anything in life you can't like hate yourself into any kind of change like I'm really especially right now I'm like really reminding myself of that when it comes to my um body journey because I have good days and bad days and like recently it's kind of been a string of bad days and and every single time I find myself like looking like researching diets where you can lose the like the uh, most amount of weight in the shortest time I actually just need to pause reel myself back in because I'm not going to change how I feel about my body or change my body um, coming from a place of hate like who hates themselves to change it doesn't work like that you need to find that balance of tough love of like still being able to love yourself but know that you need to do better and know better it's a case of like doing your best until you know better so then you do better like it's not until you know better you do better it's more that rather than i'm terrible i'm horrible etc 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 so you need to be okay with these these feelings and work through them um for the sake of loving yourself and for the sake of the work that needs to be done um because once you kind of push through those emotions the work lies on the other side
And once I kind of pushed through those emotions, I was able to have a conversation with myself, kind of unpack why I said what I said, why I thought it was okay. Um, yeah, why I thought it was okay. And even throughout that process, um, I tried to, you know, the insecurities and that shame, it tried to come through. Um, but you have to constantly uh, tell yourself to keep at it, um, to keep at it. And another thing that I will say about these emotions as well is, you know, our brain likes to do a weird thing. And I learned this term in psychology last year, but I can't really remember what it's called. Maybe cognitive dissonance. But, um, you know, when you do a bad thing or bad things or bad emotions, not even bad emotions, but there's emotions that we label as bad as a society, like um, feeling guilty or shame, that kind of stuff. When you feel those kind of emotions or you know you've done something bad, then your brain will literally tell a, a story to yourself, will tell you lies just so you don't feel that emotion anymore like you can be cleared of that um emotion and yeah i'm pretty sure it's called cognitive dissonance which is such a crazy thing <laughs> that we do humans are honestly so strange and mind-blowing and beautiful and mystical and magical but yeah if we know we've done something that's not great or we do feel these emotions of shame and guilt then we will literally lie to ourselves so we don't feel those things anymore and um and even while i was kind of unpacking things and doing the work that needed to be done that cognitive i'm just going to call it cognitive dissonance now i'm pretty sure it is but if it isn't um i will research and correct myself for the next episode um but that cognitive dissonance kept coming up um, even while I was unpacking that work and I just had to keep checking myself. So watch out for that as well um, while you're working through these feelings. And while we're talking about these emotions, you also need to be okay with making mistakes. And um, Making mistakes, it's a hard one. It really is a hard one, um, especially when it's in front of other people. And often in this journey, it will be in front of other people, right? Like with, when you're talking about how to be a better ally and, you know, often the mistakes are made uh, un with, with company and you you need to be okay with making mistakes because it happens and you're not going to get everything right like sure you can um unpack things you can go watch documentaries you can read books you can you can do all of these things but you need to realize like in the transition of theory to embedding it into your life mistakes will happen in that transition it's just like with anything in life to be honest like when you're 
even when you're unpacking things and you realize xyz you still need to be patient with yourself as those realizations then transition into habits they transition into a different thought process they transition into actually becoming a fabric of your life and mistakes will happen in that transition and you absolutely need to be kind to yourself kind to yourself in the sense that and and when I say kind to yourself I mean it in a way where you're like okay I love you I see you this has happened let's kind of push through these emotions and work work through it do the work that needs to be done but love yourself in a way where you're not going to give up and freeze up and and never come back to this right i think when people make mistakes it's often where people will just kind of stop with their journey because a they feel all of these emotions and don't know how to work through it can't work through it you know there are so many reasons here and just kind of stop or b take this mistake as validation of well you see this is why i just shouldn't shouldn't do this work like this is not for me um i will just watch and learn from the sidelines which is something that i have heard of and i think is incorrect um because just like with anything in life if you make mistakes it doesn't mean that's your stop sign it's your sign to pause recuperate recover um take mind the learnings leave everything else behind and keep on moving um and sometimes the cognitive dissonance kind of shows up here again and people take the mistake as a validation that this whole journey is not a thing and they should go back to life as it was before and that's something that i have also seen happen as well and um that's very sad that happens actually um but something that i have seen as well so be okay with making mistakes they happen as you transition your learnings and realizations into practice into your life so you need to be okay with making mistakes um the next thing that is on my list is knowing your privilege and um you know regardless of who you are where you come from um you will have everyone will have their own set of privileges and their own set of lack of privileges and you need to know both of those lists really really well um you know knowing those lists help you realize your blind spots help you realize um exactly where you're standing because it's not until you know where you're standing it shows you 
what you can see in this world. And um, it's a very eye-opening thing, very, very eye-opening thing. And, you know, for most of my life, I was like, well, I am a black Muslim first generation migrant eldest daughter living in New Zealand like I am there is no way that I have any kind of privilege at all like <laughs> I have all of these identities which just don't have a huge amount of privilege um, so I am I have nothing that is <laughs> what I thought for a very very long time and now that I think back on it, that is a very, like, a, just a very immature way of thinking about things and a very simplistic way of thinking about things. And, you know, the past couple of years, I have been on this journey for myself and I have realized, actually, there are many ways that I do have privilege and you know because of that privilege this is what I this is what I am able to see right now with the privilege that I have this is um my view of the world and um I had no idea um I had no idea where this world view of the world was coming from what I could see compared to what others couldn't see um so I think it's very important to know your list of privileges because no matter how small or big they may be, there will be something on that list. Um, and it's also important to know where, you're, where you don't have privilege or the, the ways that it shows up, the contexts that it shows up, the environments that it shows up. Um, because when you know where what you don't have you know where to speak up how to use your voice when to fight how to fight and knowing those two lists intimately is very very important and it's very confronting work um you know it is very emotional knowing what your privileges are and aren't um it is very very confronting um, but it is very important work that needs to be done. So know your privilege, uh, know your privileges or your and lack of them, um, because it's kind of like a starting point, right? Um, with any journey, you kind of need to know where you're starting, so you know where to go. So start with that, and you know with this whole and this is a, just a whole another tip in itself um but especially with this tip as well you don't have to do it by yourself have this corridor with your family and your friends they will be able to help you see things that you won't um so have have these conversations with other people this definitely doesn't have to be in isolation i think some bits is very important to have that self-reflection um but of course this is not a solo journey so bring your family and your friends with you um the next tip that i have is to seek information 
and when I say that I mean seek information from all sources um, and what I'm really trying to say is get information that's not just from mainstream news outlets and media sources because said media out sources and news outlets are very much steeped in what we normalize and what do we normalize like we normalize a very white world we normalize a very cis world um we normalize a patriarchal society and i know people are going to come at me for saying that but honestly observe how women are treated in media the way that we're written about um and then you'll see that we still have a very long way to go but you know standard media and news is very much uh steeped in how on on what we have always prioritized and what we have always normalized and how are you ever going to expand your worldview if all of the information that you ever get comes from said sources um you need to diversify how you're consuming your content um because it's not until you introduce that variety you are introduced to an another worldview another set of values and morals um another way of viewing this world um you get exposed to another person's list of privileges and their list of lack of privileges like this stuff is so important um like personally i love um al jazeera i get a lot of news that doesn't relate to um new zealand or america or uk like the big countries and you hear about what's going on in these all these other countries that just the mainstream media doesn't talk about and all these injustices that are happening that we just don't talk about like last year when social media all of a sudden started talking about what was happening in sudan you know al jazeera was reporting that for a very long time um and it was on their radar for a, a very long time um and they also keep the pressure and keep talking about these issues and keep reporting on them but i find with the traditional news um and media outlets they'll report on something if for you know that you know that five seconds of fame um and that kind of dishonors the importance of the issue at hand um so diversify where you're seeking your information from where you're getting your news from who are the storytellers that you're listening to what documentaries are you watching what podcasts are you listening to um which social media accounts are you following diversify 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 um and be very intentional with that as well um i think 
last year I really started to be careful with who I like did start to follow um, just because I wanted to somewhat limit the interaction that I had with social media but the interaction that I did want to have I wanted it to be really eye-opening and to be very challenging and um, so yeah I was I started to become very intentional with who I did and didn't follow and it's been amazing the things that I have learnt or the things that it has um, prompted me to go and do some further research about so yeah even the books that you read read from all kinds of authors um, seek different stories um, because it's not until you absorb all of these different things right it changes how you see the world and all of a sudden the world expands and becomes bigger and you realize how systems play out and how as a society we continually disenfranchise some people and what is it that needs to change like you won't be able to have that level of awareness until you get a better scope and a richer view of this world um, and realize that there are so many different um, communities and experiences out there that all need to be honored so seek information and diversify uh, the next thing that's on my list is figure out what you've always normalized and you know sometimes you will try to figure it out but sometimes these moments will just come to you uh, for example um, the other day I was oh, what was I doing I was yeah watching a TV show feeling a bit miserable for myself after my wisdom tooth extraction and oh my gosh I can't, it was like oh, I was just on a YouTube binge I can't even remember the video now but anyways um, in the video this friend was like catching up um, this person was catching up with their friend they were talking about um, someone that they were seeing and their friend just assumed that it was a guy but they were actually seeing a girl and then it just made me realize that sometimes like I'm I'm getting better at it but sometimes I just assume these things as well and um and I think it's because th and I don't blame myself for this because it was just the way that um, I was brought up but see now that I know better I'm going to do better this is what I mean by this tough love being exercised um, but the way that I was brought up it was always like a man and woman together and like in my culture there's not a lot of queer people and if there are I mean it's very hush hush because there's it's not you know queerness is not welcomed with open eyes in my culture 
And so I think that's always been normalized as the norm for me. And um, that has, yeah, always been normalized for me. And so I think that I have, I've never really challenged that. Um, and, And it's in these moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, obviously, Amal, there are different ways of, um, people being with each other like don't be don't be presumptuous and assume these things and um, so there will be moments like that where it will come to you rather than you seeking it but make it a priority to figure out what you've always normalized um, because these are your blind spots this is where you have privilege in a certain way and because of your privilege you just absolutely cannot see the other reality and that's why it's really important um, to figure out what you've always normalized so you can do the shadow work so you can unpack that um, so you can welcome a new norm that honors a more diverse um, way of living Um, because there are different lived experiences out there and I think it's really important to challenge what we normalize as a a society because it's these norms that are set in place that you know that all that continuously um, disenfranchise those who do not have said privilege so um figure out what you've always normalized and this will also be really hard work and this will also be very emotional and again you can always have this conversation with your family and friends um, to unpack it together and then um, my next tip is know the time and place to have conversations um this is a difficult one Um, and this tip can kind of be applied to many different contexts whether it's um, having a self-reflection time whether it's wanting to have a conversation with your family and your friends whether it's having a conversation about calling out someone like know the time and the place Um, because these conversations they can be difficult they can be um, emotional and when they can be emotional like this you need to make sure the emotions are honored in a way where it's still a productive conversation right um like it's no help to get caught up with your emotions in a way where you're not actually getting the work done Um, like if you work through the emotions to get to the work on the other side yes that is productive but say for example you're having a conversation with your family or friends about 
hey, maybe we should unpack this together. And then all of a sudden those emotions, they get very heated um, and people start berating each other. People judge, jump to judge. Um, People get very personal. Like that's not productive. The emotions need to be productive in a way where it's passionate. The emotions need to be productive in a way where you're not jumping to judge. They need to be uh, productive in a way where you're acknowledging each other's feelings. They need to be productive in a way where you can acknowledge what common grounds that you have. Um, The emotions need to be productive in a way where you can say, hey, sometimes we're not always going to agree with each other, but I love you just the same. Um, and to have the emotions be productive in this way, um, there needs to be a time and a place, there needs to be some ground rules, there needs to be, um, some common understanding about how we're going to keep this conversation productive, um, And all of these things are really, really important to consider when you're having these conversations. Um, Like, for example, one of my friends, um, they had a stack of, like, a list of questions. And after, like, once a week after dinner, they'd work through one of the questions together Um, and as a family kind of figure out what they've always normalized and as a family figure out that list of what their privileges are and aren't and kind of work through those emotions together and did the work together but to be able to create that safe place um, they had to figure out um, a time and a place to have these conversations they had to figure out what their safe place was um so yeah it's very important to know the time and place to have these conversations um this tip is kind of different to um the tips for how to call someone out or how to call someone forward um and i will leave that for um another episode um but yes that is a a very important tip in itself another tip is asking questions um asking questions especially good questions lead to some very life-changing perspective changing spaces but you need to ask those questions to begin with um and whether it's asking those questions um to a friend or family member or asking those questions online keep asking those questions and just kind of diving um deep into asking those questions to someone else um as a woman of color who has often had you know, people come up to me and ask me questions about my experience, my thoughts, my opinions, um, bloody, bloody, blah. 
I honestly, I don't mind. I really am happy for people to ask me questions. Sometimes I'm not. Um, and in that case, I say, no, sorry, but um, just not today. Um, but here are some other things that you can do. When you're asking questions, just don't assume that the other the person on the other side will answer those questions. Um, if you, especially you have questions around lived experiences, um, because it can be quite traumatic um, reliving those experiences. Sometimes you're asking questions or asking for answers and that person hasn't had a chance to unpack it for themselves um, so when you're asking questions always ask with um, love and permission rather than just going in and asking those questions from the get-go you just you never know what um, that person is going through and what their capacity is like um, so always ask for permission but if you do have the opportunity to ask questions um, I think it's a wonderful thing you get to learn a lot like even within your family like the the way that different generations view this world like just honestly mind-blowing um, like I haven't had many of these conversations with my parents because just sometimes to be real with you it can be very exhausting but when I do have these conversations with my parents they have always been um, quite life-changing in the sense that my depth for understanding them my depth for understanding what they've normalized my depth for understanding what their privileges are and aren't have expanded um, and my empathy and understanding for them have expanded um, and so you know we've been able to have more conversations about XYZ because you know we've been able to ask those questions of each other to begin with um, so just to recap the list for things to have in your toolkit if you are wanting to become a better um, ally in 2022 be okay with shame and guilt be okay with making mistakes um, have that tough love for yourself so you can do the work um, that's on the other side of those emotions ask questions know intimately what your privileges are and aren't seek diverse information figure out what you've always normalized and know the time and place to have these conversations and um thank you for tuning into this episode and we'll catch you for the next one bye thank you for tuning in into another episode of headscarfs and good yarns to keep spinning the yarns let us know your thoughts you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Headscarfs and Good Yarns or email us at headscarfsandgoodyarn at gmail.com. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.